Welcome back to another author interview special of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And today we are so excited to share our interview with Jasmine Guillory, author of the Wedding Date series, to celebrate the launch of her latest book, Party of Two. This has been, I swear, the biggest secret to keep, especially since we know so many of our friends love Jasmine Guillory's books and all of our listeners have been really looking forward to us talking about these books. So I'm so excited. I may have let it slip to a few people. Oh, I totally did too. I was like, P.S. guess what we're doing in June. (laughs) (laughs) Party of Two is the fifth book in Jasmine Guillory's Wedding Date series, and it follows the story of Olivia, the sister of Alexa, from The Wedding Date. Last we saw Olivia, she had just made partner at a big law firm in New York City. Now she has decided she's tired of working for other people and decides to hang her own shingle, that's lawyer talk for starting her own law firm, in LA. As she moves back to where she grew up, she meets a handsome stranger at a hotel bar. Turns out, this stranger is a U.S. senator. Olivia and Max's paths cross again a month later, and after Max turns on full charm, like a true politician or just a good guy, only time will tell, Olivia has to decide whether to follow her heart or play it safe. Hanging up a shingle sounds like a perfect euphemism for a romance novel. (laughs) (laughs) Here is our conversation with Jasmine Guillory. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jasmine. We are so excited to have you here on Read It or List It. So we would love if you could begin by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am a romance writer. Uh, Party of Two is my fifth book um, in the past three years. So it's been a busy few years for me. Um, I uh, have been a lawyer and a writer um, throughout this whole time. I'm now mostly just writing and not practicing law. But it has been uh, really delightful to start this new career and write books and write such fun books that that I think um, I have really enjoyed writing and I hope other people have enjoyed reading. I really think that's true. Also, Ashley's a lawyer, which okay. is... Yes, I, I, uh, I can't say I um, is, am as accomplished as you. I did not go to Stanford Law School, but I am a lawyer and I am, you know, I have a passion for both writing and the law, obviously. And so you are a huge inspiration to me to see someone be able to transition. Oh, thank you so much. I think there are a lot of uh, lawyer writers out there. <laughs> I think partly because we're all, you know, people, we're all trained to read and to write so much. And also everybody kind of needs a break from writing about the law. And so it's fun to have a, I mean, you take a break and write about something else. Yes. But, um, but it has, it was really fun to come home from work. When I first started writing, I would come home from work and just be so excited to write about something else and live in a different universe for a little while. And that was one of the things that really got me into writing. And you participated in NaNoWriMo, right, with your first book? I did. Um, That's how I really got started in writing The Wedding Date. They have, you know, I had always known about the the big month in November, but they also do programming throughout the year, which I didn't really realize. They also have an April month and then a July month, which are a little less structured. Um, But I started writing The Wedding Date during the April um, NaNoWriMo, which they call Camp Nano. And then I just, you know, I wrote the first 50,000 words during that month and I just kept going. 
um, wow. with the book and finished the first draft. I'm in like June of, of that year. And then, you know, it was very messy <laughs> first draft because uh, I just kind of plowed through the draft. And so I spent a lot longer revising it. But that experience really taught me that staying in the world of a book every single day and going back to it and going back to it really helps me figure out a lot about the characters and, and build a universe in my mind um, that helps get the book done. And so that, you know, there was a lot of work I had to do on the book afterwards, but that was a really educational experience for me. I did my first NaNoWriMo this past November, and I, it was the first time I really challenged myself to really, like, live within the world from for every day for a significant amount of time. And we're currently talking all about book series on our show. And we love that your books are sort of like a non-linear series. You don't necessarily have to read them in the in order, but they do exist in the same world. And we, one of our friends, Haley, was a guest on the, on the podcast. And we, we told her, she's a huge fan of yours, and we let her know that you were coming on. And she wanted to know where that inspiration sort of came from. Like, did you plan to create all of these books in the same world? Or was it just sort of something that once your first book was published, you're like, hmm, I could do something more with these side characters? Um, it was a little bit of both. Like when I when I was writing The Wedding Date, there's a scene uh, kind of maybe about a third of the way through that where Alexa, the main character from The Wedding Date, goes to the birthday party of one of her good friends, Theo. And she brings along another friend, Maddie. And when Theo and Maddie first interact in that scene, I thought, oh, these two are going to hook up later. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to write that book. And that book ended up being my third book, The Wedding Party. But I didn't, you know, for some of the other characters, like for my second book, The Proposal, Carlos, when I wrote him, I loved writing about him. But I didn't have an idea for what his book would be because I didn't, I sort of brainstormed it a little bit, but none of them worked for me or made sense. And so I didn't really, you know, have a plan for what that would be. I didn't think the proposal would be next. And then suddenly I had that idea. And so I dove into writing that book. And so sometimes it is, you know, a character that I write, I love writing, but I'm not really sure if I can write a whole book about them. And then uh, and then at some point I discover, oh yes, I can. And so I didn't, you know, when I wrote for Royal Holiday, which is about Maddie's mom from mm -hmm. the wedding party. I didn't have that idea until I was like almost done with the wedding party. Then I had the idea for that. Like I was, I, as I was writing that book, I was thinking that I had so much fun writing Maddie's mom. And at some point, maybe I would want to write a book about her, but I didn't know if that would even be able to happen or what that story would be. And then I had the idea for a royal holiday. And then, you know, that worked. And so sometimes it's just about finding both the character and the story that I really want to tell that works for both. I was so excited when I when I was reading The Wedding Date, I loved Olivia immediately. And I was like, I want I want more about her. I want to know her story. I mean, obviously, I was drawn to her just from the fact that she was a lawyer. And I wanted to know more of her backstory. I wanted to know what it was like in New York being, you know, just making partner. I wanted to know that. And then, of course, with Party of Two, we, we get her story. And we see her leave that world, come back to L.A. and start her own firm. 
it. So I was so excited to finally get Olivia's story here. And we also, in this novel, we got quite a few new characters. So now hearing you talk about that and how kind of the ideas come as the story develops, do you have any plans for future books that will involve any new characters that were introduced in Party of Two? Not quite yet, but never say never. Like, there are a few characters that I love writing in Party of Two that I, I had so much fun with. I don't know what their story would be yet. And so I haven't really made a plan for them yet, but, um, but maybe, maybe one will come to me. (laughs) I, uh, when I finished reading it, we went, I went out to visit my parents in Connecticut and they, my mom had very gratefully, or for me at least, had made a pie already. (laughs) I was like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) I had been craving it so badly after reading. (laughs) But so discussing all of your characters, um, how, like, what is your writing process like? When I first start thinking about a book, I kind of think through broad outlines of the story, kind of like beginning, middle and end, sort of. So I write down, you know, I write that down and make a, a kind of outline about it. And then, and then I start writing. Um, I, I tend not to do a lot of character work before I dive in. I've tried to do that and it doesn't feel real to me until I'm starting telling the story, which is why my first drafts are always like bloated and messy <laughs> because often I'm, I'm telling myself the story as I'm writing. I'm learning about the characters as I write. And so there are a lot of scenes that I'll kind of write one way and think, nope, they wouldn't do it that way. Let's try again. And so then I write it another way and then it works. But that's how, you know, sometimes I'll write two characters having conversations. And those are the ways that I often discover a lot about characters myself and and tell myself the story of those characters. And so sometimes, you know, my outline changes a lot as I start writing because I figure out who the characters are and I realize there are certain things that I had planned for the book that they would never do. So I have to, you know, change things and, and think through different ideas and a different ending. And then, you know, I, I finally figure out the story kind of by the end of the first draft, I've mostly figured out how to tell the story. And so then I write usually quite a few more drafts in, in, really refining it and seeing, did I get this right? Is, you know, is this correct? Or different details I'm, I'm really trying to narrow down into. And so that it, it often gets really messy at the beginning and then more organized towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's how a lot of things happen in life yeah. anyway. <laughs> and why do you love romance? Why did you want to write romance? You know, I, I think there's just so much you can do in a romance. I mean, there's so much about the world that we discover through romantic partners, through friendships, through family. And so those are the stories that a lot of times people tell in romances. And there are so many different kinds of romances that are out there. You know, I think there's a romance for everyone. Um, And so it has been really fun for me to see the kinds of stories that, you know, you're telling, yes, the overarching story of two people falling in love, but also what brought them to that point, who made them like, what experiences in their lives made them the people they are, what the qualities there are in one another that lead them to fall in love with each other, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I love figuring that out for each character and telling that story and, and seeing where that goes. And, 
and what other broader storylines and issues and things in the world that they care about. You know, I like finding out what these people are passionate about and, and that that really makes me understand them more. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a conversation recently with a friend who was like, I'm always surprised when someone say, wow, I read this romance novel and there was actually substance to it. And it's like, well, duh. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, we all have substance in our lives, yeah. like while we have relationships too. <laughs> And I think one of my favorite parts about your books are are the characters because it's not just, you know, it's not like they're only focused on the romance. They've got so much else going on in their life that contributes and, val- and adds value to the story and to their relationship. All of your books have are women with high-powering careers. You mentioned you're a lawyer yourself. What's your favorite part about showcasing these really successful women in romance? It's fun for me to write stories about women that I have seen and looked up to my whole life, thinking about what is what would their background be? What is their romance? How do you tell that story and really think about, you know, all of the things that they have worked to to get where they are? What is going on in their life that you see outside of them at work? And so I love kind of thinking through that and telling those stories and figuring out like so much about like so many different things play a role in making a person who they are. And I love thinking about that in a character and and then seeing someone else see them from the outside and fall in love with them for who they are. And I, I really love writing that. Yeah. Mm. Well, as a high-powered woman yourself, when did you decide you wanted to transition to writing professionally? And how has that really, like, changed your life? You know, there was quite a while when I was doing both at once, right? And so I, when I started writing, for a long time, I was, like, when I first started writing, I was writing just for another outlet, um, for something to do when I came home from work. And then I had so much fun with it that I kept going. And at some point, I thought, like, maybe this book could get published, you know? And yeah. so that was when that whole publishing journey started. But then, you know, there was a long time where I was balancing the two careers and it's definitely much easier to do one. <laughs> than to do both. Um, and I can throw myself into writing and everything else that goes along with that more than, you know, when I also was working all day too. But there was definitely, I mean, writing as a career is a lot less stable than going to a job every day and working as a lawyer every day. So there was definitely some anxiety there, but it's so it's been going well so far. We'll keep my fingers crossed for the future. I understand <laughs> that I'm an actor, so yeah. <laughs> <I have laughs> <Exactly>. no stability. <laughs> I would like to um, later get some tips on your time management skills. I mean, I didn't sleep much <laughs> during <laughs> those few years. I also my apartment was very messy. Like there were a lot of things that kind of fell by the wayside. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, and I think something else that I really loved getting back to Party of Two specifically is I love um, not just Olivia's character and um, everything that's included about her growth and her development, but also Max and how we saw Olivia kind of push Max on his politics, particularly right now, we've learned in the past month or so by listening to Black voices in the book community specifically, that we shouldn't just be 
reading anti-racist books, but we should also be reading fiction that celebrates Black joy and success. So as a Black woman writing romance, what do you want your readers to take away the most from your book? I think just like that, these stories are, I mean, fiction is great and these stories are wonderful, but they're also not imaginary. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I take inspiration from the Black women that I see out in the world who are successful and inspirational and in wonderful, you know, relationships and have great careers. And so I think there's so much of society and the media that portrays Black women as oppressed constantly, right? And there's definitely hard things in being a Black woman in America, but there's a lot of joy there too and wonderful friendships and relationships and jobs. And and I think fiction is part of that. And so read, you know, romances by Black women and other fiction, picture books and young adult books and, and everything. And then... Mm-hmm look out into the world and see that those relationships and those stories are reflected in the real world too. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. One of my friends, Sarah, who is also a very big fan of yours, um, she, she can be found on Instagram at bookish and black. She wanted to ask a question to you as well. And so she wanted to know if you had any tips for aspiring black writers, especially as we mentioned right now, the attention is really on the editors and the publishing world to do better. Um, and she also wanted to thank you for effortlessly writing real characters that are not only white women and men, which you obviously just spoke to right now. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's so nice of her. Um, I think, you know, Some of my advice is just the advice that I give to any aspiring writer, which is read a lot of of all genres, especially the genre that you want to write in. Read stories that you like and are initially attracted to, but also the stories that you don't necessarily like and figure out like why you don't like them. Mm. And also think about why you do like the books that you do like. And so there were a lot of times early on when I read books over and over again to kind of read them for the first time just to enjoy them. And then the next few times to really interrogate what I liked about them. Like, what is it about the dialogue that you love? You know, how, how do they do X, Y, Z? And that kind of stuff to really learn from fiction. And then to just keep writing. Like, writing is a practice that, and that is something that I've had to relearn over and over again. And you know, think about your writing, find other writing friends and talk to them about it and bounce ideas off of them. I learned so much from other writers. And then just like, keep going. I think the publishing world tries to push you down a lot. Follow other, you know, follow people on social media and see what they're talking about. See, you know, you can, you can notice like if you're looking for an agent or things like that. I followed a lot of agents on Twitter, long before I queried them, partly because you can see a lot about someone in what they choose to talk about. Mm. Um, Some people don't tweet a lot, of course. You don't, like, I wouldn't rely on only social media to look into that. But, but, you know, if people have, do they have a lot of clients who are not white? Do they talk about politics in a way that resonates with you? Do you think this is someone who would be able to represent you to the rest of the world? Would they say things to you like, "Eh, I don't know if that would resonate with most people. Like those are things that you really have to think about um, in looking for an agent and a publishing team. And so you want to be able to be honest with people who are representing you and who like 
have your career in their hands and, and are mm-hmm. going to be a, a partner for you. Um, and so like, think hard about all of that stuff. And, and I think it's a, it, publishing is a long game. So pay attention to all of it. Even if you don't have a book ready, like that's okay. Now it's the learning time. Follow mm-hmm. everybody, start learning. That's really good advice. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like taking notes. <laughs> um, do you have any other favorite romance authors or any authors that really inspire your work, like you mentioned? Oh, I have so many favorites. I love Alexa Martin's work. Oh, um, yes. All, yes. Yeah, I mean, her books are so fun. But, you know, one of the things I love about her books is that they're all like they're all sports romances so far. Mm-hmm. But she really talks about all of the difficult stuff in sports right now. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. she goes into, you know, she talks about the concussions and the way that they treat, you know, black people in football and all of that stuff. But there's still joyful romances in the midst of that. You know, I love that. Fair Roshan had a book that just came out. Yeah, um, you're on going to. You're doing an Instagram live with her tonight, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the boyfriend project. It was so I good. Um, you know, because it's like, there's so much about like black women friendships in that mm-hmm. book, which I just really loved. And it's also about being a black woman at work and all of the things that you have to think about that other people don't have to think about. Um, those are a few books that I loved. Vanessa Riley has a book coming out soon. It's a historical fiction. It's called um, A Duke, A Lady, and a Baby. That book is really fun because a lot of historical fiction, a lot of historical romances kind of try to pretend that Black people didn't exist then. (laughs) And they they did. And so I love the way her books like bring in those stories. And she's just such a great writer. And she writes about a lot of stuff that you don't really see elsewhere. Um, So those are, that's just a handful. That's amazing. Well, speaking of Thank romance, you. of all of the, the male love interests that you have created so far in your books, do you have a favorite? Oh, my goodness. I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> well, I love all of them. Of course. <laughs> they all have serve a purpose for different points in time. Exactly. Exactly. I, I was going to say, I think I think Theo was my favorite and he's still very well, maybe my favorite, but I don't know. I really, I really loved Max too. I really liked Max. (laughs) I'm a sucker for a politician. So that makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) What about your heroines or any of the, any of the women that you've created? Do you have a particular favorite or one that you've resonated with the most? I love them all for very different reasons. It, It is, it's fun to kind of think about all of them. I think I wrote each of them in a, as very different people in very different places, like Nick from the proposal, I think is the most different for me. So that was, it was really fun to write her. And then Royal Holiday, it was really exciting to write about a woman who was in her fifties. Mm-hmm. I think because those are stories that are often, you know, not told as much and not get, don't get published as much. And that was different for me also because the other women I've written have all been ages that I was, you know, mm-hmm. or, but I haven't gotten to, you know, 55 yet. And so I had to kind of think through that and talk to other people and have some imagination. And so that was exciting. Um, but I do, Olivia has a very special place in my heart. So I'm glad that people are reading her book now. I loved her so much. Like she's one of, I was like, I want to be able to call her. (laughs) 
so we've talked about all the books that you have out in this uh, universe so far. Can you tell us anything about what you're working on now? I mean, right now it's such a hard time to be working on anything, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The <laughs> world is difficult. <laughs> um, and nobody knows what's coming next or what the world is going to look like. And so right. right now, you know, I'm not really sure what's what my next book will be, but I'm just sort of trying to work on something that I'm having fun with and that brings me some joy and that, hopefully at some point that will turn into a book, but we'll see. (laughs) I think that's really important right now. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jasmine. Um, Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, You know, I just, I'm so, thank you so much for talking to me. It was delightful to talk to you. And I think I just want people to go out and read more romance because I think it's the perfect thing to be reading right now. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it was delightful to talk to you. Um, <laughs> Party of Two is available now wherever books are sold, but we do encourage you to purchase it from your local independent bookstore. Thank you again, Jasmine. Thank you. If that interview doesn't convince you to read the book, I don't know what will. Jasmine is an absolute delight. Thank you so much to Random House and Berkeley Publishing for our copies of Party of Two. Yeah, I, like, was fangirling the entire time talking to Jasmine. I could not stop smiling. She was such a delight, and it makes me even more excited to continue reading books from her for a long time coming. You can find Jasmine on Instagram at jasminepicks and Twitter at thebestjasmine. If you enjoyed today's author interview, be sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcast as it's the best way to support Read It or List It. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.